This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. On Mondays, we are having Rav Benjamin Tavori, who is giving a series this year on Mo'adei Hashanah, Shiurim, about the different holidays and festivals. Last week we discussed the mitzvah of Simcha on Yom Tov. We pointed out that Simcha is a mitzvah of the Torah and applies equally to all the Shlosha Regalim. The general impression from the Rambam is that the din of Simcha only applies in Yom Tov, on Shabbos, but there's no din of Simcha on... The din of Simcha only applies in Yom Tov, but there's no din of Simcha on Shabbos. Today we will discuss the mitzvah of Kavod Va'oneg, which applies, of course, both to Shabbos and Yom Tov, but we're, I'm more interested in Yom Tov, but in order to do that, we'll have to start with Hilchah Shabbos. The Rambam in Hilchah Shabbos, Perek Lamed, says clearly that there is a law of covered and Oneg on Shabbos. The Rambam says there that there are Arba Tvarim Nemu B'Shabbos. There are four particular items mentioned in connection with Shabbos. Shnaim in Torah, Shnaim in Divrei the two mitzvahs that are there from the Torah and the two that are called Medivrei Sofrim. Now, we always know that the phrase Medivrei Sofrim in the Rambam is quite problematic. We're never really sure what the Rambam meant when he said Medivrei Sofrim. There's a whole book written, HaRambam al-Divrei Sofrim, which brings the various opinions that the Rambam, that were explained about the Rambam's phrase Medivrei Sofrim. But the the Rambam did say that these, the two of them in Torah are called Zohar v'Shamar. Zohar, of course, is to remember Shabbos, the mitzvahs say, and we generally understand that we do Zohar Shabbos by making Kiddush. According to the Rambam, we make Havdalah as well. According to the Rambam, both Kiddush and Havdalah are a mitzvah of the Torah included in Zohar Shabbos. And there's another mitzvah called Shamar Shabbos, which is to be enjoined from doing Malacha. But then the Ram says, Shnaim There were two that were explained by the Nevi'im. That seems to be the two the Ram called Midivri Sofrim. The Ram says, Kavod Va'onek. Shenemar, he quotes, of course, the Pasuk in Yeshayahu, Perak Nenchet, Vikarata la Shabbat Oneg, Vlikdosh Hashem Mechubat. You call Shabbat Oneg and Kedosh Hashem Mechubat. Now, when you say Kedosh Hashem Mechubat, that refers to Yom Tov, or to any day that's called Mikra Kodesh. The days that are called Mikra Kodesh, we learn from Yeshayahu that there's a din of Kavod. So the Rambam says there's Kavod Oneg by Shabbos. The Chassam Sofer in a tshuva in Arachayim, Simon Kuv Samaches, says a big Chiddush. He quotes his own uh, writing in Chidushim on Shabbos, where he just says that according to the Rambam, when it says Midifrei Sofrim, it does not mean Mitzvah Drabanan or Midifrei Kabbalah, like Purim. It's not. It's not either Drabanan or it's not even Midifrei Kabbalah. What is it? Eladarai Samamish. According to the Chassam, Sofer covered for Onik by Shabbos is a Mitzvah Daraisa. It was told to Moshe. And his argument is that Yeshayahu just attached it to a Pasuk. But without the Pasuk, it was Halachal Moshe Misinai. 
And he proves it from the fact that Yeshayahu would not be able to make up a halacha. Navi cannot make up a halacha. So therefore, it must be the Oraisa. This position of the Chassam Sofer, although is well known, I don't think is generally accepted, that Kavad Va'oneg is the Oraisa, but nevertheless, that is the opinion of the of the Chassam Sofer. Now what is Kavod and what is Onik? In that parak, the Ramam says, the halacha of Kavod, Zesha'amu Chachamim, Shemitzvah la'adam li'echot panav yada v'ragla b'chamim b'arev Shabbos, b'bnei kvot Shabbos. There's a mitzvah to take a, to wash yourself erev Shabbos as a sign of Kavod Shabbos, umis'atev b'tzitzis, you put on your talis, v'yoshev b'chavod rosh, you sit there very seriously, me'yachel l'akbolas b'nei ha-Shabbos, k'moshu yotzei l'kras ha-melech. You anticipate the coming of Shabbos the same way you would go out to visit to greet a king as he approaches. The original once upon a time Chachamim would gather their students on Fridays. Umisatvim would wear put on their talis. They would go out to greet the Shabbos. It seems from the Rambam that Kavod is not just to do physical acts. The concept of Yoshev B'Kovet Rosh M'yachel Akbalas Shabbos is certainly an emotional feeling that a person should anticipate the coming of Shabbos. It's not just by uh, doing an act A or act B. It's the anticipation of Shabbos is itself part of Kavit Shabbos. And the Ram goes on to say, M'Kovet Shabbos, Shil Bashkusus you should put on your clean clothes, special clothes. V'loyem Abush HaChol Shabbos and you should not put on the same type of garment that you wear in the week, you should wear special clothes for Shabbos. And the Ram says, part of Kavit Shabbos is not to um, not to have a meal late in Friday afternoon because it will disturb, interfere with your anticipation of eating at night. The Rambam says you should also set the table properly. And all this, according to the Rambam, is covered Shabbos, and says you should have the candle lit, and you should have the table set, and you should have your beds made. So the Ramam says this is covered Shabbos. Now when the Ramam discusses Oneg Shabbos, the Ramam says in uh, the same parak, Halacha Zayin, what's Oneg Shabbos? That you should have really good food, what you can afford. And the Ramam says, to have a person who's uh, who's really wealthy should have special food for Shabbos. person should eat three meals on Shabbos. In Aloha Yud, the Ram says, To eat meat and drink wine on Shabbos is considered Onik Shabbos. Of course, that's if you can afford it. The Ram, of course, says that the din of Onik Shabbos means that a person should have all the meals of Shabbos with wine. It's famous that the Ramam not only thinks you have to have Sudash Lishit, but the Ram thinks that all the meals of Shabbos, even Sudash Lishit, should be Nikba Alayayin. It should be a meal which has wine as one of the uh, beverages or one of the parts of the of the meal. The Vilna Gaon was one of the first people that pointed out that's the basic distinction between Kavod and Onik. 
When the Ram discussed the co- concept of Kavod versus Oneg, we note that all the laws of Kavod apply to Friday, whereas the laws of Oneg apply on Shabbos itself. Kavod Shabbos seems to be what I do before Shabbos in order to prepare myself for Shabbos. The uh, idea of putting on, of taking a shower, of wearing, uh, putting on your clothes, of setting the table, of doing preparations for Shabbos, all that would be considered covet Shabbos, what a person does on Friday, before Shabbos. However, the enjoyment of Shabbos is on Shabbos itself. On Shabbos itself, the mitzvah is onik Shabbos, not covet Shabbos. Some of the laws that we will see might have both aspects in them, both covet and onik. But the general distinction of Kavod and Oneg was made by the Vilna Gaon and the Shulchan Aruch, who just pointed out very simply that the laws of Kavod for Oneg are different, that Kavod applies on Friday, and Shabbos, there's a din of Oneg. The laws of Yom Tov will have the same concepts as well. In the Rambam in Perek Vav of Hilchas Yantif, Halacha Tezayin, the Rambam says Kishen, now, that phrase always, whenever the Ram uses the word Kishem, we should understand the comparison. The Ram says, Kishem she mitzvah lechabit Shabbos ala The same way there's a mitzvah of covered and onik Shabbos. Kach ko yamim tovim. All yamim tovim. Shenema ligdosh Hashem mechubad. V'chol yamim tovim neba mikra kodesh. Ukvar biyarnu the Ram says the din of Kavod V'Onik applies to Yantif because it says Kedosh Hashem Mechubat. Now again, we pointed out what, what is called Kedosh Hashem. So Kedosh Hashem is a day that's Mikra Kodesh. Since the Yamim Tovim are called Mikra Kodesh, the Ram therefore says Kavod V'Onik applies to Yom Tov as well. Assumedly, according to Chassam Sofer, this would be a Mitzvah Daraisa as well. The Ram goes on to say in this halacha, the same thing that applies to Shabbos applies to Yantif. The person should not eat a meal Erev Shabbos, Erev Yantif in the afternoon because it's considered the same as Erev Shabbos. And the Chassam Sofer there tries to discuss why would the Ram have to mention it. The Ram indeed said that all the laws of Kavit Va'onik apply equally to Shabbos and Yantif. Why would he mention this halacha specifically? So the Chassam Sofer goes to a complicated argument to explain that on Shabbos, there is a din of, of Oneg, but there's no din of Simcha. On Yantif, the din is, is more Simcha than anything else. So, the Ram says that the din of, 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 of Shabbos, in certain respects, might be different than Yom Tov, and therefore, in this particular aspect of eating, one might think that on Yantif you could eat a meal, so the Ram had to specify it. But in general, the bottom line is that the laws of Shabbos and Yantif are identical between Shabbos and Yantif. Now, what is more interesting in the Rambam, in that same halacha in Perik Vav of Hilchas Yantov, the Rambam had the halachos of Kavad and Oneg. After he had those halachos, after those halachos, the Ram says, and there's another halacha called Simcha. Now, according to the basic argument that most people, I think, would have said that Simcha is a Dindar Aysa and Kavod Va'onig is the Rabbanan, it would seem strange that the Ram put Kavod Va'onig before Simcha. Kavod Va'onig is the Rabbanan, and the Simcha is the Raisa. One might argue that, as we found occasionally in Shas, that uh, sometimes because something is not in the Torah, we 
actually mention it first in order to show that divrei sofer are also important. Of course, according to the chasam sofer, it's even a little better. They're all daraisa. Whether it's called midivrei sofer or called midaraisa, they are all really midaraisa, and therefore kavod va'onik and, and simcha might be identical. So we have learned today that the same way there's kavod va'onik and Shabbos, there's kavod va'onik v'yantif, and we explain the difference between kavod and onik, and said kavod applies on Friday. And Oneg applies on Shabbos itself. Similarly, on Yantif, the mitzvah covered would apply on Erev Yantif, whereas Oneg Yantif would apply on Yantif as well. And Yantif, there's also, besides Oneg, there's also Simcha. Are women obligated in this halach of covered for Oneg? Now, we learned last week about Simcha. The entire discussion that we had was really critical to that question if Women are indeed chayiv and simchas yantif. We learned it's machlokas nigemari. It might be machlokas ramam and raivit. So that would apply to the mitzvah of simcha. Would it apply to kavod va'onik as well? The question was really raised by Rabbi Kiva In the first, very first tshuva of Rabbi Kiva in Arachayim, he mentions the following scenario. A certain family forgot to eat forgot to, when they benched, when the night of Yantif, they forgot to say Yalav Yavo. That means they ate a meal. And they benched, but they forgot to say Yalav Yavo. So the question was asked, do they have to re- repeat Shmo benching? At first glance, the, the Kivagar said that he didn't understand how anybody could ask this question. Since on Yom Tov there's a mitzvah to eat a meal because of the law of Kavad Valneg, so he said that for sure they have to repeat benching. We have a general principle that anytime you must eat a meal, then whatever must be said in benching is really inherently part of the benching, which must be said. And therefore, if you skip it, you have to repeat benching. If you don't have to eat a meal on that particular day, even though there's an addition to the, to the benching that should be said on that day, but if you ate the meal and did not say that addition, then you would not have to repeat uh, benching. For example, in Rosh Chodesh, although we say Yalav Yavo in benching, but since you don't have to eat a meal on, on Rosh Chodesh, therefore if you skip Yalav Yavo, you do not repeat benching. However, for example, on Shabbos, when you must eat a meal on Shabbos, at least the first two meals, so we pass in that you, if you forget to say say you have to repeat benching. By Sudash Lishit, since there is a Machlokas, if you really have to eat uh, bread for Sudash Lishit, we take the Kula opinion, we take the the uh, opinion of the person who's making and say for Sudash Lishit, you don't have to repeat Ritzay. But the, for Yantif, for sure you would have to repeat Yala Viyavo, and the question at first glance it wasn't even understood. thought Maybe those people thought that it was like Rosh Chodesh, maybe it was a mistake, maybe the story was about Rosh Chodesh, whatever it is, it's simple that you have to repeat benching. But the question was asked about women. Rebbe Kivager there said that women are not chayv in kavod va'oneg. He said that the concept of kavod va'oneg is a mitzvah saseisha as mangrama, whether it's the rabbanon, like I think most people learn, or it's daraisa, like the chasam sulfur. Nevertheless, it seems to be a mitzvah daraisa. Now, by Simchas Yantif, we had this whole discussion. On one hand, the Torah said clearly that v'samachta b'chagecha tovincha uvitcha uvitecha, so you, women are included, but we had the whole discussion last week. By Kavod Va'onik, Rebbe Kivager just took it as a as a general, simple law that women are exempt from Kavod Va'onik 
in the end of the volume of Rabbi Kibayer in the Hashmatos, he reiterates and emphasizes this point that to him it's clear that women are pater from Kavad Va'onik. The, uh, this halacha seems to be um, one of the places where I think many, many people disagree with Rabbi Kibayer and said that women are chayev and kavod va'onek. I'd like to point out the argument very well from another halacha that we'll discuss in this connection. We know that there's a, a, a general law of hadlakas hanir, of lighting candles, both on Shabbos, for, for covered Shabbos. Now, let's take a look in the Rambam and see how he explains the halacha of lighting candles for Shabbos. In Parakei, Halacha Aleph, the Rambam says, Hadlakas ne'er b'Shabbos ain't rishos. It's not an optional thing to light a candle. If you want to, you light, you don't want to. V'lom mitzvah she'ena chayip l'irdaf ha'rach yaseh g'nei v'chatseros n'tes yadayim l'achila. It's not a, a, a mitzvah that you really, if you don't need it, you don't have to do it. Ela zachova, it's an obligation. Echad anashim v'echad nashim chayavim liyad b'batayim ne'er daluk b'Shabbat. And there is a, a mitzvah that you have to have a candle lit on, your, on Shabbos. So the Ram says, even if you have nothing to eat, you have to borrow to get some uh, material to light the candle, whether it's oil or whatever. The Ram says, Shazeb bichlal oneg Shabbos. The concept of oneg Shabbos is to have an air. Now we know that oneg Shabbos, according to what we learned today, the Vilna Gaon pointed out on Shabbos is a din on Shabbos, and therefore the mitzvah of, of Ner Shabbos is a din in Onik Shabbos, and women are chayiv in Ner Shabbos. The simple women are chayiv the same as men. Today the custom, of course, is that women are the ones who light the candles, but the, basically it's the same chayiv for men and women, and that's din in, in Onik Shabbos. The Rambam in Hilchos Shabbos Periklamid Halacha Hey mentions again this halacha of lighting candles, and the Rambam says, yet, misader adam shulchan ba'arav Shabbos, a person has to set the table, as we said, on Friday, v'yaner dolog v'shulchan aruch lecho, umita matzas, he's got to have his candle lit, his table set, his bed made, shikol elut kvot Shabbos heim. So what is hadlakas haner? Is it dinner covered Shabbos, or is it dinner onik Shabbos? So, in one place in Perakeh, he said it's part of Onik Shabbos. In Paraglamid, he said it's part of Kavit Shabbos. So the Briskarav, or Velvel, printed, it's printed in his name that there are two halachas in their Shabbos. When the person lights the candles in Shabbos, there are actually two different halachas he's fulfilling. There's Kavit Shabbos on Friday to prepare the candles, to have the candles lit for Kavit Shabbos. Besides the law of Kavit Shabbos, there's a din of Onik Shabbos, of Onik Shabbos, which applies on Shabbos itself, namely to have the candles lit. Now, there is a difference between the concept of Kavit Shabbos and Onik Shabbos. Let's say the following scenario, which is very common. People who live in a community, I live in Alon Shvut. So in my community, very often, company people invite each other for Friday night. So then the question always is, where should you bench licht? Because you see, let's say we bench licht in our house. So on Friday we do covered Shabbos. We bench licht. 
But then we leave the house in order to go to Shul to Davin, come back to the, our friend's house, stay there for the meal. By the time we come home, the candles are no longer lit. So we don't have Onik Shabbos because of those candles. So is it, it's covered Shabbos without Onik Shabbos. Is that correct? Is that what we, a person really should do? Could he make a bracha in, in such a case in the house where he lights the candles but doesn't eat when there's only covered and not Onik? A simple solution for this problem would be in, to light candles which last longer so that when he comes home, even if he comes home late Friday night, the candles will still be lit and he can benefit from the candles of Shabbos. What we do in my home is I have kavana in such a case that the electric lights should also be lit to cover Shabbos. I think that it's many, many poskim have agreed that you can be yotze near Shabbos by lighting electricity. So when you come home, the electric lights are still on, so you still get on Shabbos by having a cup of tea or a piece of a cookie or whatever it is by the by the lights that were lit the Shabbos. So that you do have Kavit Shabbos on Shabbos. The question, of course, backwards would be, what would happen if a person has the candles lit already? Let's say it's a very dark Friday. So a person in early in the afternoon lit candles. For our purposes, we'll talk about lighting the electricity. All the lights are on in the house. It's bright as day in the house. And all I have to do is go into Shabbos and not turn off the lights. So is that enough? The lights are lit and Onik Shabbos will be had. A person will be able to eat by the light. So according to the way we explained it, you'll have Onik Shabbos, but you won't have Kavit Shabbos. Kavit Shabbos means not just to have the light, but the light should be lit with Kavit Shabbos. So therefore, in such a case, what would be more correct would be to turn off the lights and then light them with Kavit Shabbos. So you can make a bracha, I said, when the, if I, you can make a bracha on electric candles, on electric lights, so you can make the, turn off the candles, make the bracha, and light the candles. Whether you make the bracha before or after, of course, is the issue that we have of overlasting on men, women, which I'm not going to go into now. Now, this, this halach of Onik, of Onik Shabbos, of lighting the candles, which is a manifestation of Kavit Shabbos, certainly applies to men and women as well. And the Rambam said, "Kishem shemitzvah lechabed ol anigas haShabbos, kach mitzvah anigas haYantif." The same way covenant Shabbos apply to covenant onig apply to Shabbos, it applies to Yantif. By the way, this uh, seems to be the reason that we say that there is a mitzvah hadlakas haner b'Shabbos. To the best of my knowledge, hadlakas haner is mentioned in the Gemara in connection with Yantif, with Shabbos. I don't know what's mentioned in connection with Yantif, but nevertheless, of course, it's minig Yisrael all over. We light candles for, for Yantif as well, with all the dinim of, of, of just the same as for Shabbos. So it seems to me that this is because Kavit Ve'onik applies to Shabbos, and it's the same halach on Yantif. So the same way women are chayv in near, near Shabbos, they're chayv apparently in Kavit Ve'onik, so the, all the laws of Shabbos apply to men and women as well, so therefore they're chayv in Kavit Ve'onik on Yantif as well, and this is the point that we are suggesting to argue with Rabbi Kiva Eger. The question, of course, then, would be, when would be the proper time to Ben Shlicht? On Shabbos, it's very interesting to read the Rambam. In Perek Hay of Hilcha Shabbos, the Rambam says the mitzvah to light candles Friday night. In Hilcha Shabbos, when the Ram says to light the candles, so he says that you should light the candles 
um, before Shabbos. A very interesting halacha. I mean, of course you should light the halacha, the candles before Shabbos. In Perakei, halacha gimel, the Ram says, Hamadlik tzarech lahadlik mi ba'od yom, kodem shkiyasachama. A person who lights his candles has to buy, light them before shkia. And the Rambam then says what we all know, Nashim mitzuvah saldavar zeh yosem anashim. Women are more required to, somehow to light candles than men because they're home, they're involved in the, in the, in the house. But we, the men are also obligated, men should be careful to see that women do light their candles. But the Rambam says you should light the candles before shkia. Now, that's very strange. Of course you have to light the candles before Shkia, because otherwise it's Shabbos. Now, without going into the Machlokus between Rabbeinu Tam and the Gaonim, exactly when Shkia is and when we're talking about, it suffices for us that the next halacha, the Ram says, in the very next halacha, Bein Hashmashos is after Shkia, is a Safek, Minayom Safek Minalayla, Vedanim Bo Lachmir B'chamaka. Since Ben Ashmasha is a Safek Yom Safek Laila, we're Machmir and consider it Laila Lechumra. Of course you're not allowed to light candles. But why did the Ram have to say a special halacha that you light the candles before Shkia? Of course, you can't do Malacha after Shkia. It seems that according to the Rambam, it's not just because you can't do Malacha that you should do the light the candles before Shabbos. Since Kavit Shabbos means on Friday, since the mitzvah is really to prepare for Shabbos by lighting candles on Friday, therefore the mitzvah of Shabbos would be to light the candles before Shabbos. Not only because it's also to light candles on Shabbos. Because lighting the candles before Shabbos is actually a din in Avkavah Shabbos. Now we can raise the question, what about in Yantif? You see, on Shabbos, it's obvious that you have to light the candles after Shabbos, uh, before Shabbos. On Shabbos, you're not allowed. But Yantif, we're allowed to transfer fire on Yantif. So a person who has fire in his house can take a, a candle and light his candles on Shabbos. He can take a, uh, whatever, uh, whatever way he transfers the fire, he can light candles on Yantif. So why should a person light early on Yantif? He could light on Yantif. In fact, there's a discussion in Rishonim and Achronim about when to light candles on Yantif. There are Achronim who quote sources that a person should light the candles in Yantif later, on Yantif. According to our argument, this seems very strange. Since Kavit Va'onik applies to Yantif as well as to Shabbos, so therefore it would be more correct to light the candles before Yantif in order to fulfill Kavit Shabbos and it could very well be that the reason the Rambam said you should light the candles before Shkia is because the Rambam was really alluding to Yom Tov. Not only on Shabbos do you have to light the candles before Shkia, but in Yantif also. But since it's part of Kavit Shabbos, then you should light it before. Where did this custom come about that some people feel that you should light the candles later on Yom Tov? The argument is seems to be clear. Since Kavit Yantif means on Friday... It seems obvious that you should light the candles on, fri- on Erev Yantif, before Yantif, that's when Kavad Yantif is. So it very well could be that there in, in Chutzar, it's where we're used to having two days of Yantif, there really might be a difference. You see, the second night of Yantif, there really is a problem of when to light the candles. Because if you light the candles on the first day of Yantif, while it's still the first day of Yantif, it seems to be 
Hachana miyamtav liyamtav. It seems to be a problem of preparing from one yantif to the next. So it would be better, it seems, the second night of yantif to light candles late. After night time of the second night of yantif. Because some people might become confused between the difference of the first night and the second night, maybe that's the reason that some poskim, some rishonim, mentioned the fact that you light candles on Yantif later, after after Tzitzikachavim. Nevertheless, the person who understands the halacha, understands what we're saying, seems to me the more proper approach would be the first night of Yantif to light the candles early, in order to make him covered Yantif, the second day is obviously different because you can't prepare from Yantif to Yantif, so you'd have to light the candles later. Another person has suggested an argument, the reason that people feel that on Yantif you should not light the candles early, on Yantif it's better to light the candles later, is because of the problem of making Shechiano. When the person benches Licht and makes Shechiano, in a sense they're saying Shechiano over Yantif. And therefore, it's really, really yamtav already. And anything that you do from then on would be a problem of yamtav. For example, uh, women who get very busy before yamtav and Shabbos have a problem. Can they daven mincha after they bench licht? So we know that by benching licht and Shabbos, occasionally you can make it nigh and say, I'll bench licht. But I'm not Mechabal Shabbos, and therefore I daven, I'll daven mincha afterwards. In Israel, it's a very common thing that women who bench licht but want to go to the Kotel to, da- to be Mechabal Shabbos at the Kotel, so they make a t'nai. They say, since it's L'Sarech Mitzvah, they can make a t'nai. And they make a t'nai, bench licht, and then take a taxi and pay money and go to the Kotel. On Yantif, this issue is more problematic, since you say Shechiano. And there are people, there are poskim, who say that if you say Shechiano, you can't make it tonight, because you are Mechabal Yantif already. So therefore, according to that opinion, it might actually be better to light the candles later, so that you don't get into this issue. Of course, I think there's a more simple uh, way out of this problem. I don't know why you have to make Shechiano when you light the candles. You can light the candles in Yantif the same way you in Shabbos, and Sheikh Yanu can be said like the men make when the men make Kiddush on on at at Yantav at night they say Sheikh Yanu. Sheikh Yanu should go at the time of Yantav. In fact, a shear that I won't go into now. Rav Salvechik once pointed out that it's actually better to say the Sheikh Yanu at the time of when you experience Simchas Yantav. And Simchas Yantav is when you have Kiddush when you drink wine. Since we mentioned last week the mitzvah of Simchas Yantav, and we said Simchas Yantav is expressed through wine. So you make Shechianu at the time you hold the Kosyayin Malay, Kivir Kas Hashem, when you hold the, 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 the cup of wine, and you say Shechianu at that time. So it really might be better in all cases to say Shechianu later. So therefore, the bottom line seems to me that it's best to make, to light the candles on Erev Yantiv before Shkia, the same way we do on Shabbos, in order to make Kavit Shabbos, and later on, we on, on Yantiv itself, we have the mitzvah of having the light, the candles lit. We have covered, we have the onik Shabbos. And Shechianu can be said later at the time of Simchas Yantif, at the time of drinking wine. So that way we're Mekayim covered, Oneg, and the Simcha at the time of the Kiddush.